So corporate layoffs are rising while the U.S. economy is slowing down. Have you thought about what you would do if you were affected by downsizing? Hi, my name is Michael Blanc, and I want to help you become financially free through real estate so you'll never have to worry about getting laid off. According to a recent Money Watch report, it's on Google to search for layoffs rising as the U.S. economy slows. Layoffs spiked in September and increased 46% from the previous month. This is obviously not good news, and it's an indication to me that inflation is taking its toll because retailers specifically like Walmart and Amazon downgraded their earnings report because people are earning less. I think it's just going to cascade through the economy. And if you don't control your financial destiny and you rely on a job right now, you could be in big trouble. So be proactive. Good news is there's a solution, which is passive income by investing in real estate, specifically apartment buildings. And the even better news is that you don't need previous real estate investing experience at all or a bunch of cash to get started. So if you want help with Getting started with apartment buildings, if that's something that you might be interested in, so you can get out of the rat race forever, text the word APARTMENTS to 66866. That's APARTMENTS to 66866, and I'll connect you to one of our advisors, and let's see how we can help you begin your journey to financial freedom with real estate. You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, where we'll talk about all aspects of buying apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your host, Michael Block. So it's that time of year where we reflect on our journey and begin looking ahead at the year to come. Because, man, this year, 2020, was kind of a crazy year, wasn't it? I mean, for all of us, literally, it's, it's something where everyone's lives was literally totally different this year. And as I look back, you know, both personally and professionally, I have so much to be grateful for. And maybe you are as well. You know, while the pandemic and COVID was probably the biggest worldwide event globally, for me, most impactful was not that, but something a lot more personal. Because in July, I suffered a heart attack and it radically altered my perspective on life and my business. I actually talked about it on episode number 230. So if you want to look at my reflections there, then go ahead and listen to that episode. It's episode number 230. But, you know, fundamentally, I think the biggest thing that changed for me was that I'm more grateful for things that I've taken for granted. I mean, little stuff, literally like getting up every single day because, you know, apparently I had like a a 100% block of what they call the widow maker. And there's only really a 12% chance of surviving that. But the good Lord gave me a fourth artery, which only 1% of the population has, including my dad. And so literally when I get up, I'm, I'm starting to be grateful for, you know, little things like even like the sunshine or, you know, the hot shower, like stupid stuff like this, little stuff like that. I've never been grateful for stuff like that. I've been grateful, grateful, just not for the little things. And the second biggest impact was, you know, it kind of forces you, a life event forces you to kind of, you know, think and reflect on your life. You know, what are you supposed to be while you're, you know, what are you supposed to be and do while you're, what is, why are you here? And so I reflected a lot on that, determine if kind of, well, what kind of changes I, I should be making in my life. And really it I kind of reinforced what we're doing now, you know, on this podcast uh, and everything that we do, which is helping people come financially free uh, with real estate in the best way that I know how, which is through multifamily investing. I've really been invigorated through that mission and uh, I have a new sense of, of urgency. So, you know, I'm just really excited about how we're helping people and we try to track this thing. You know, I'm kind of focused on numbers and spreadsheets and metrics and stuff like that. So, so as far as we know, we have significantly influenced 113 people to do 128 deals, total at a value of 321 million. And once someone does a couple deals, we stop counting those. So it's a lot of deals. And of those that people we know, 22 have quit their jobs 
and become financially free. And that is awesome. My goal is to help a thousand people quit their jobs because I feel and I believe that once someone becomes financially free, the world opens up. They're empowered to start thinking about a life of significance when that's really hard to do when you're working 50 plus hours a week and you're caring for your family and things of that nature. What I think is even cooler than that is of the 22 people that have quit their jobs, three of them actually joined our mentoring program as mentors. So they're full-time syndicators, which is a requirement to be a mentor for the organization. And three of them now that we just brought on literally are former mentoring students that became financially free and now helping other people become financially free. And it's just so cool. And this is exactly what I mean. When people become financially free, they, you know, yeah, they have a good time. They, you know, travel when they can. They buy a bunch of stuff and they relax. But then after a few months, they get bored. And uh, they ask themselves the question, what else in life is there? And the vast majority of them come to the conclusion that it's really about others. It's, uh, you know, I've taken care of myself. I put the oxygen mask on me. And now I'm going to put it on someone else. And the majority of them figure out how they can serve others. And they start podcasts. They write books and they mentor others. So that's really, really cool. So I know, and I've felt this before, but certainly now after my heart attack in July, you know, my purpose in life is to serve others, to make a difference in the world in some way. And, and I want to tell you more about how you can help me do that in just a little bit. So hang in there. But for now, I wanted to kind of review 2020. You know, what are some of the key accomplishments that we had? And you know, also, what are the, some of the lessons learned? And then I want to give you my outlook for 2021 and look into my giant crystal ball. And then I'll actually let you know how you might be able to help me make a difference for yours as well. So the theme for the company for 2020 was excellence. And despite all the challenges that 2020 threw us, our team focus on that really kind of stepped up and we looked at everything we do internally, the quality of the, of the thumbnails, the, the podcast, the writing, uh, how we do process internally. Everything was looked at from a lens of what, what can we do better about that? And I'll tell you what the theme is for 2020 in a second because it's kind of a segue for 2021 because we have to get good internally first so that we can do a better job serving all of you deal makers out there. Now, if you remember last year, my 2019 reflection, one of my challenges in 2019 was to have the right team in place. In fact, I let almost 70% of my entire team go, which was super painful as necessary as it was. But man, that was a step backwards for a short period of time. So we can take major step forward. And this year, you know, the team has really come together. We have a, a new director of marketing, Kate Buck Jr., director of technology, Lewis Pike. And our you know, capacity of the team has grown exponentially as we also learn how to work together and do things better. And we pulled out our first virtual event. We were all set to go with DealMaker Live being in Dallas as it normally is and ready to go. And then kind of COVID threw us a curveball. We're like, oh my gosh. And so the team kind of, you know, let everything else go and focus on this virtual event, which was awesome. And uh, really based on feedback, it's just an amazing online event as best as we can, not nearly being as good as in person, but pretty much not bad at all. In fact, we learned a lot of things that we're going to move, carry forward. Even when we, when we start doing live events again, we're going to have a live stream and online component because that allows more people to join the deal makers. So that's pretty cool. We crossed major milestones this year on, on social media, crossing 10,000 subscribers uh, on YouTube, uh, Facebook. And so thank you for everyone who's watching the YouTube videos. A lot of the things we do, including this podcast, is in fact released on YouTube. Some stuff is only released on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe there as well. 
The other program that's kind of new for us in 2020 is called Platform Builders. You can find out more about that platformbuilders.com. And it's really a new program aimed at helping established syndicators scale their capital raising ability. And we started talking more and more about it on the podcast and YouTube videos because the demand is so, so high. You know, you've raised some money, $500,000, a million dollars or whatever. And you're like, my gosh, I've met with 100 investors. How can I meet with more investors? How can I raise money? How can I 10x my capital raise ability? And the answer to that is, well, you're going to have to build an online thought leadership platform. So Platform Builders is all about that and has been helping syndicators basically start their online business. And through the workshop, we actually give the participants their entire automations and funnel and teach them how to create content so they become content producing machines. And I'm really excited about that because we're able to combine marketing with real estate. Now, I love both real estate and marketing. So really cool. We had two of my, you know, idols on the podcast earlier this year, Pat Flynn and Amy Pornerfield on the show. So we're going to be doing a lot more around uh, platform building as well. So again, if you want to learn more about that, go to platformbuilders.com. These are the moment live workshops. We do them about three times a year. So if you go to platformbuilders.com right now, it's not open, uh, but you can get yourself on the on a waiting list. Next is Nighthawk. We had a slow start in 2020, right? As you can imagine, uh, with COVID, uh, threw everyone for a loop. And we just only did two deals. And they literally happened within the last four months of the year. Two deals where we raised a total of $20 million. On the first deal, we raised 7.6 in just 24 hours. And it kind of blew us away. It kind of demonstrated the platform, but also our ability to connect and engage with our investors. We hired a full-time asset manager in very early 2020 and brought in recently a full-time investor relations person as well. Uh, and we sold three deals during COVID as well. So some of the earlier ones. So if you want to learn more, more about Nighthawk Equity, it's nighthawkequity.com. We'd love to have a conversation with you if you want to invest passively in one of our upcoming opportunities. So let's go to nighthawkequity.com, click on the join button, and uh, we'd love to have a conversation with you. Some lessons learned this year, I mean, clear to me was team is everything. And the team is not everything just only for us internally, but also when I look at all the successes of syndicators that have had success in syndication space, it is very odd, very unusual for there to be a lone wolf syndicator. I found one the other day. It was one of our platform builders. The man has raised probably $10 million over the last five years doing everything himself. And he says he was burning out. And now, of course, he has a partner <laughs> to help him with all this stuff. So the team is everything. Having a quality team is everything. And if you want to scale anything, then you need to work with other people. And the quality of those people, for example, in, in the multifamily space, the quality of your, of your property manager makes all the difference. The quality of the SEC attorney makes all the difference. The quality of your partner, it makes all the difference. So team is everything. Number two, and this was painful to some degree, is to stick to your underwriting, okay? And we did. We stuck to underwriting and, and, and it was, we. I mean, we probably looked at 150 deals before we got to that one and that's what it takes sometimes. And it's like, no, this wasn't right. Oh no, the, the loan terms are out. Oh my my gosh, Brit lending is gone. Now they require escrows. It screwed everything up. There was this giant confusion for a while. And we just stuck with our underwriting. We're looking to be as conservative as possible given this environment. And so we only, you know, our goal was four deals. And we did not do four deals. We only did two deals. And that's okay. We got to stick with our underwriting. Number three is to be grateful every day for everything. That's a personal lesson of mine. And something we're talking about a lot internally is about uh, being grateful for every little thing every single day. And it is about serving others. It's simply, a, a, it's part of our culture now. You know, it really always has been, but we're getting a little more explicit about what that culture is and, and serving others is central to that. So everybody on the team now is on the same page about serving everyone listening to this or watching this on YouTube. 
Let's talk a little about some plans for 2021. Uh, it's going to be an exciting year. The theme for this year flows directly from excellence. Like I talked about, we want to get excellent at everything that we can internally to become more efficient, produce better content, better training materials. But it's real all geared toward you, serving you, helping you become better with real estate investing, soon become financial free, helping you make better investment decisions. So the theme for 2021 is raving fans create raving fans everyone listening to this watching this we want you to become a raving fan okay so everything we want to do is we want to serve you better with uh, the excellence that we've kind of built that we now want to apply that and really uh, do what it ever takes to serve you more also to attract more we want to get more people attracted to us who have real estate on the brain but they're maybe just uh, stuck in a single family house investing and we want to say hey you know what that's good that you're doing that but there's a better way to do it there's a faster way to achieve financial freedom and that's with multifamily investing so we want to reach more people right there's so many people who have real estate on the brain but they're don't have apartments on the brain. So we want to reach more deal makers, right? So if you're out there and you love what we do, then tell everybody else that's thinking real estate to come follow us. And uh, like I said, we want to turn you guys into raving fans. So one of the things we're going to do 2021 under the rubric of, of excellence and raving fans is that we're doing our flagship course, The Ultimate Guide to Buying Apartment Buildings with Private Money. That's something that I recorded several years ago, and it is the ultimate, best, most comprehensive course that teaches how to buy apartment buildings by raising money, analyzing deals and every aspect of it. But you know, there's some things that I want to put in there that we've maybe taught a little differently since then. And we want to improve that. So we're recording, I'm spending a lot of time in the studio, re rewriting that, re-recording re it. So we're going to launch that sometime in the first half of 2021. And so the ultimate guide as it, as it is today is going to go away and it's going to be replaced with something more comprehensive, more of an experiential nature. I'm not going to say much what it is, but it's going to be epic. So uh, also with that, though, the price is going up because it's going to be more experiential, more epic than it is now. So I want you guys, if you want to take advantage of the course as it is right now and take advantage of the price it is to go to the michaelblank.com forward slash UG for ultimate guide and grab it while you can. And if you do grab that, then you'll have access to the new course when it comes out as well. All right, so it's michaelblank.com forward slash UG to grab it as it is today. Now, of course, Dealmaker Live is happening again in July, and I don't know exactly what we're going to be doing if we're doing it in person or doing a live stream. I can tell you we're definitely doing a live stream. And you know what? I'm ready to do it in person. In fact, uh, we're going to reach out to you guys, and I want to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you are consuming this right now, to let me know if you'd like to get together in person. Like, would you buy a ticket, go out there in July and come to Dallas? Let me know on social, wherever you're reading this right now, uh, watching this, and let me know if you would do that. We'll probably send out an email shortly after this and ask you as well. But let me know what you think about that because, man, I'm kind of done with this. Aren't you kind of done with this? I'm kind of done with this. I'm ready, I'm ready to get the person. I don't care if we have to social distance 20 feet and there's 10 people in the room. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's kind of where I'm leaning, but we'll let you, we'll let you know what we're going to do in that. So let me know what you want to do. And yeah, you know, I'll be introducing new faces and voices throughout the year. And you've already met some of my co-hosts, Drew Whitson, 2000 units, Garrett Lynch, our, you know, director of acquisitions and much, much more. And then you'll be hearing more from them as well. 
So uh, the other thing, of course, is our Platform Builders brand. We're going to be launching a new podcast uh, around platform building. It's kind of a, it's kind of niche, right? It's, it's yes, it's related to real estate, but it's really marketing, right? So we're going to talk a lot more about marketing and, and we've mixed things up a little bit on this podcast where we're talking about marketing, you know, but not everyone's ready for it and some people actually want more of it, right? So we're going to peel off the Platform Builders into its separate podcast. So stay tuned for that. Also, under the theme of raving fans, we want to take better care of our Nighthawk investors. So we're going to be rolling out a Nighthawk investor club where we really recognize and really connect more with the, the investors who invest with us, not only once, but twice or three times or six times, who not just vested minimum, but potentially have a million dollars or more with us. We want to connect better with our investors. So we're going to try to create raving fans out of our investors as well. So a big goal for raving fans is to do such a good job and uh, serving you guys that you'll talk about us to everyone so we can, in fact, reach more people with our message that you can, in fact, become financially free with real estate. So here's my 2021 market outlook, right? Because we don't just teach people how to buy apartment buildings, but we also buy apartment buildings ourselves through Nighthawk Equity. Now, because we're in the business ourselves, we spend a lot of time looking into the crystal ball to help us make better decisions. And I want to share with you my outlook, our outlook for 2021. And to help us with this, I wanted to bring on a special guest just for the next few minutes, which is Drew Niffen, president of Nighthawk Equity. Drew Niffen, how's it going today? It's going great. How are you, Michael? All right, so I want to get a kind of a, a, a checkup here, right? Because there's a lot of things been going on uh, uh, with COVID and rents, and there's a lot of concern about the rent uh, levels, the demand, the occupancy, collections, and that kind of stuff. And I wanted to see if you can kind of give us a little bit of an, uh, an update, an outlook for what you're seeing over the next you know, 12 months or so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I'd say there's, a, there's an amazing dissonance between what we see in the headlines and what we see both from listening and talking to market experts as well as what we're seeing in our own portfolio. So the headlines are the sky is falling, there's a tsunami of evictions coming, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And quite simply, that's not what we see. And I think we'll get into the details here, but we're much more sanguine about the future of apartment buildings for a lot of reasons. All right, so there's headlines and there's reality, right? So, so everybody knows what the headlines are because we're watching the headlines. But what, what is the actual reality? The first reality is that real estate is a local business, right? We've always heard that location, location, location matters in real estate. So if you're just looking at like the headline data about national trends, it's not very interesting because no one buys one one thousandth of every house in America. We buy a house in St. Louis or an apartment building in Dallas, right? And so you need to know your submarket. And the big headline that I'd say we're seeing is that Gateway cities, the big cities in America, the New Yorks, the San Jose's, the Chicago's are performing poorly for a number of reasons. And the Sunbelt cities where the demographic trends are moving continue to do well. So at a high level, that's how I'd sub segment the market. And it's what we're seeing in our portfolio and in the data. Yeah, when you look at the headlines, you see rents are down, you know, 1.4% year over year, whatever it is. So obviously rents are going down or are they? Right. So rents are going down very substantially in those big headline markets, which is where the, the newspaper writers tend to be from. And so they're going substantially. We are seeing rents flattening out, but not going down substantially in our markets. And so we've incorporated that into our underwriting. Our underwriting on deals nowadays is 0% rent growth in year one. Our data isn't showing it going down and we're not modeling it going down. That's interesting. Okay. So why are rents not going down in some markets? 
absorption, right? So absorption is how many new people are moving into the area and how many new apartment building units are being built. And if more people are moving in than units are coming online, then there's positive demand pressure on those units. Whereas if people are moving out of New York City, if they're moving out of San Jose, because they can move to Denver or Texas and do their job remotely in the COVID era, it puts a downward pressure on prices. So that, that impacts the, the rentals. Okay, so where, where are people moving to? And then maybe why? I mean, this could be speculation, but we certainly know where they're moving to. Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, broadly speaking, they're moving south and west. They're moving to, to, to lower price areas. And the more expensive, denser cities, especially in the COVID era, are people are saying, I don't want to live here anymore. Because all those areas are built upon the idea of not socially distant. And so they're expensive and they're very not socially distant and people are moving. We see this in the data. And good point. You're saying that, hey, previously before they were, people were tied to their job, which was geographically. But now people discovered, oh my gosh, I can actually work from home. And well, if that's the case, I don't need to live in San Francisco or New York. I could be wherever I want. And moreover, right? so I, can take my, I can take my tech salary and move to the middle of the country and have twice the lifestyle. You see that a tremendous amount of people going into Texas, for instance, going into Austin as a big market. You know, we have a business where we're all remote. You're East Coast, I'm West Coast, but we can run a business with technology and location is less relevant than before. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, Huntsville is another great example, right? Cost of living, super low. Quality of life, super high. Amenities, opera, whatever. Else. Yet, the jobs are really high paying. They have aerospace jobs and other science jobs. And so, people are like, man, even though I'm maintaining my salary, I'm almost like doubling my income because my expenses are going down by half. And like you, it's a, you it's, see big employers, whether it's from Washington, D.C. or from California, moving lots of offices to these markets, Atlanta, Texas, Phoenix, because the cost of living is low, the weather is nice, and they can do stuff remotely. Now, that's interesting. All right, Drew, what's the bottom line here? The bottom line is the sky is not falling. You need to look at the sub-markets that you're in, and where the demographic trends are positive, you can still do well. Right. So, so the point is, like you said, the uh, real estate is local, is regional, yeah. and some are going to be areas are going to be declining, and some people are actually, in fact, still growing and will continue to do so. I think that's an important lesson because we get sidetracked by the headlines, and then we, you know, we're afraid and we stop doing stuff. So, hey, I appreciate you coming on here and giving us a quick update, Drew. Glad to be here, Michael. Thanks so much. All right, that was Drew Niffen, president of Nighthawk Equity, who manages our nearly two thousand units. Thanks for that uh, update. Now, here's a couple other things for 2021 here. First of all, obviously now Biden uh, will be president. What does that mean for real estate investors? Well, the first thing in everyone's mind, of course, is tax changes. Tax changes, uh, the disappearance of 1031, no more depreciation, and it's basically going to suck as real estate investors. Okay, that's the forecast. But hold on a second. Several things, first of all. In my look in my crystal ball, two things. Number one is tax changes, if there are going to be any in that sense, will be slow. Okay, since the economy is slow. All right. So real estate has been a strong point in our economy. Why would a president with any kind of sense at all tinker with something that's actually strong? Uh, I would say keep something that's going strong, strong and fix stuff that's weak. So I think the incentive for tax changes in real estate are going to be relatively, relatively low. Now, if the Senate stays Republican, right, and all eyes are on the GNET Senate runoff here in just a, a few days, Democrats will need to win both seats to control the Senate, both of them. So who knows what's going to happen? There's a lot of money flowing into Georgia right now to basically get people to vote along party lines or whatever the case may be. So if the Senate stays Republican, it'll be even slower. But let's say if it does become Democratic, what is Biden going to do? I just 
think that he's not going to make radical changes to the real estate tax law because it's been such a strong a strong part of the economy. And if he does make changes, it's going to take a while. I mean, gosh, uh, it takes every president at least two and a half, three years to actually implement anything they want to do. So I think it'll be at least two years until we see major changes to the tax law. So I would say tax law for 2021 is going to be about the same as it is right now. Now, let's talk about rent collections, okay? Rent collections are going to be very closely tied to subsidies. Now, had Trump stayed president, I would have been a little more concerned about that. But with Biden at the helm, subsidies are most likely to continue, right? So unemployment benefits are going to continue. And I think that's going to take care of any kind of issue whatsoever with collections. I think there's going to be another problem that we're creating by continuing to print money, which I'll talk about in a second. Let's talk about interest rates. Interest rates, my prediction, they're going to be flat. Here's the thing. Okay, it, uh, the, the Fed and the government does not want higher interest rates right now. It does, it does not do anything to stimulate the economy. Exactly the opposite is true. So the Fed is going to keep the interest rates as low as possible. If the, if the economy starts growing again, we can expect some interest rate increase, but uh, that is not going to happen. And we might see, a, hopefully see a recovery in 2021, but it's not going to be growth over, say, 2019. So I think the Fed will keep interest rates low and stable for 2021. Now, Let's talk about demand, and, and Drew talked about it right now. There is going to be continued demand for affordable multifamily housing from two perspectives. Number one, from tenants, and the other one, from investors. The demand for affordable housing has never gone away. One of the key things is that there's always a growing demand for affordable housing, but they can't build any more affordable housing, especially with the with a wood prices, for example, nearly tripling. You cannot build an affordable apartment building. You cannot. Therefore, it doesn't make any sense to build a class B or class C building or affordable housing, it only makes sense to build class A luxury because only the rents can justify the mortgage required to finance such a, um, a construction project. So in other words, the supply of housing stays the same. Meanwhile, the demand for housing continues to go uh, going up with graduates and millennials and some of the baby boomers, right? And also job losses. Job losses are going to drive people out of, out of homes and hire apartments or renting houses into more affordable stuff. So there's going to be continued demand from that perspective. And as we talked about with Drew, the demand is not evenly spread out during the, uh, during the country. No, it's very much localized. So some areas will see declining demand in rental property and others will see a, uh, a growth in rental property. The other one, uh, continued demand is on the investor side. Okay, investors continue to seek the tax shelters and stability. Where else can you get such a, sh a tax shelter and stability than with multifamily real estate? It is by far the best asset class to invest in. So investors are going to continue investing in that. So we're going to demand both on the rental side as well as the investor side. So what I'm saying is the flat interest rates and continued demand means price stability for the foreseeable future. Now, you know, will rents go up? Well, we just talked about that as well. Well, you know, you probably shouldn't uh, factor in rent growth, but in some of these areas we talked about in the South that we talked about, rents are indeed still going up. It's kind of surprising. You know, we have a deal in Huntsville that we projected uh, rents and we're getting rents that we projected in year five. We're getting those right now. And it's because Huntsville is growing so much, right? There's, but Huntsville is not the only one. So my forecast for 2020 is price stability. Okay. Now, lots of smart people, let's look a little bit further ahead. Lots of smart people are concerned about and forecasting a drop in the U.S. dollar due to the never-ending printing of money by the Fed. And oh my gosh, it worked so well in the last recession. Let's just do more of it this time around. It worked so great when COVID hit. Everybody was so happy. And let's just keep doing that. But 
this is going to create problems in the future. I mean, if you're sitting around and you're getting paid more from the government than going to a job, well, what does that do for our productivity as a country? I mean, we're not producing anything. We don't even go to work anymore. We're just expecting the government to, to pay us. Like, it's, that's not going to work longer term, right? So if I, if the government keeps sending free money, right, and people are buying stuff with this free money, well, over time, as you dilute the money supply, the value of money, the piece of paper you get is going to go down, right? As the debt goes up in the U.S. economy in trillions and trillions of debt at one point, wouldn't it make sense for countries who are holding U.S. bonds, treasury bonds, to kind of scratch ahead going, I don't know if the U.S. can actually repay their debt. I don't know if their debt's any good anymore. And if that were to happen, then the confidence in the U.S. dollar would go down. And what would that mean? That would be catastrophic for the U.S. economy for sure. Now, tied to that, we're going to see some inflation. Obviously, there's no question in my mind that if there's an oversupply of money, then things will start going up in price. But here's the thing. Us multifamily investors, we don't mind inflation. Why is that? Because debt will be worth less in the future than they are now because the value of the dollar right now that we're getting a debt at is going to be much less. Okay, We're going to have many more dollars coming in from higher rents to pay off our debt. So we love an inflationary environment and debt. It's awesome. Bring it on because the debt in five years will be worth a lot less in relative terms than now. And number two, I just mentioned it again, if inflation affects the U.S. economy, then consumer uh, the consumer goods increases as well as rents as well. So rents will go up. And of course, that means while expenses go up if you do a spreadsheet on this which i've done even if if the rents go up by a certain percentage five percent and the expenses go up there's going to be a growing gap and the noi is going to start going up over time and as the noi goes up guess what happens to the value of the of the real estate it's going to go up as well so as inflation goes up or rents goes up and the value of buildings go up so it's a fantastic inflation hedge the last thing to keep in mind is that we talked about real estate is local. You know, some areas like Phoenix and Tucson, if you look at them, if you study them, the projected rent growth is huge. Okay, huge. Why? Because people are moving there. And we talked about why they're moving there. And we also talked about they can't build more affordable housing. Meanwhile, the quality of life is fantastic. The cost of living is low and it's sunny. Like, where can you keep that, right? And people can work anywhere now. So... I think we are going to have unprecedented opportunity over the next 12 months in 2021 to buy deals. Now, there's there's no question that there's going to be some operators who were not strong operators to begin with. Like over the last five years, you bought anything. Okay, if you had a pulse, you're going to look like a genius because you're going to make money, right? But now we're in an environment where things are a little, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to separate the good operators from from the bad. We're going to see people still overpaying for, for deals, struggling with the debt service, struggling with working with the tenants and getting and collecting the rents. Okay, so the, you're going to see opportunity from operators who are going to struggle in this kind of environment of uncertainty where you have to really show your strength as an entrepreneur, as a problem solver, and you're going to have buying opportunities. Okay. And so we've already seen that. We've done two deals now in COVID. We sold three. In fact, we just had three of our students do a couple of deals uh, just a few weeks ago. A shout out to Gazy, Savannah, and Lupe. Good job, you guys. You know, on that note, I'm just really excited about our mentoring program. It's it's kind of a one-of-a-kind. It's a 12-month program. Quick side note here, because we guarantee that you'll get your first deal done in the first year when you work with us. And if not, we'll continue working with us until you do. So if that's something, if you want to work with a full-time syndicator, 
And then check us out at themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor and set up a call and see if mentoring is right for you. But I'm just super excited about what we're doing for people in a mentoring program. It's just a high impact, high results thing. So I'm excited about that. So if you value mentoring, check us out. So here's the, the bottom line, okay? The bottom line for 2021 is price stability, income stability, and people are still doing deals. And uh, the magic, of course, happens more in the off-market space. Off-market space are deals where uh, you, you, know, you don't have 50 buyers bidding on a deal. It's going to be between one seller and one buyer, and it's going to be a broker in the middle, right? And so the key to this is establishing relationships with brokers, uh, building relationships with them so that when they find to come across a deal that meets your criteria, they're going to call you up and say, look, I got the seller. He's not ready to list yet. I'm working on a listing, but he's looking for X amount of dollars. Uh, let me send the financials. If you come in around that time, you know, we're going to do a deal. And these sellers know what their strike price is. And so a lot of these things come to us in off market. And that's really the secret to doing deals in any market environment. So anyway, people are still doing deals and so can you. So stay encouraged, kind of, you know, stay away from some of the headlines that you're seeing and, and kind of put your brain on, turn your brain on and study the data. And just remember that real estate is local. All right, look, I started off this uh, this podcast here by talking about impact and about making a difference. And uh, I wanted to kind of get your help on it. And one of the things I don't talk enough about uh, really, and probably maybe I should, is that, you know, one of the things I really do kind of on the side is I, uh, I'm, I'm very involved in a nonprofit that is active in Uganda. In fact, I met the, I met the founder, Dr. Ronald Kaluuya, back in, geez, 2010, I think. He founded this organization called UCSS, Uganda Counseling and Support Services. He studied in actually Columbia, Kentucky, got his degree, got his master's degree, and then went back to Uganda to help people in in a very, very remote area of Uganda, in fact, where his mother grew up. And he went back there because people are so poor there. I mean, so poor where there's literally nothing but like wood huts, okay? There's no running water. There's no doctor, no school, no plumbing, no electricity, no internet, okay? Nothing. It's literally like permanent camping. I couldn't believe it. I've been there twice now. I went with 2014. And that's kind of what I saw. And I just couldn't believe people actually live in those conditions. And, and worse, when you're in a con living in conditions like that for so long over generations, you really just give up all hope. I remember talking to one one person, you know, it's like, well, if, if I gave you a bunch of banana trees, you know, would you grow bananas and sell them and do whatever? And he's like, well, you know, I tried that, uh, but uh, my neighbor stole the, the bananas. I tried it again, and then the drought killed the other bananas, and so you just kind of give up. And it's this sense of hopelessness that's hard to describe until you're over there. And so Ronald decided that he was going to make a difference over there. And today, I just really excited about what we're doing what they're doing over there when i went back uh 2018 i went back again and the transformation was just amazing and what was more amazing is that the core of the mission of ucss is helping people become self-sufficient and i resonate with that right because i i'm all about financial freedom i'm all about freedom and and, and a lot of that is that you have you are self-sustainable you can sustain yourself in the case of financial freedom you have passive income covering your expenses so you're self-sustaining from a financial perspective, for these people, our goal is self-sustaining so they become productive so they can learn how to grow crops, raise, uh, raise animals, do certain trades and crafts, train them so they can provide for their families, and then the excess is then reinvested into growing their enterprise. And that's kind of what's working. So I'm really excited about what's going on over there, in particular with the, with the children. You know, before there was no school and no literacy.
illiteracy, no medical care. And gosh, girls were married off by the age of 12. No lie. That's the, when they got married off. And some, you know, polygamy is, is, very, is still very common over there. So you have this middle-aged man with like, you know, seven wives, some of them as, as young as 12. Ah! So today we have a thousand kids in school from kindergarten all the way through high school. There's several different schools in the area and we have the girls staying in school. We actually have a dormitory where the girls can stay. They don't have to walk miles and miles where they're kidnapped, raped or, or whatever. And so I'm really excited about that. Uh, we're able to, they're able to receive medical care when they get sick, you know, but we need your help in funding the operations around these children. Specifically, someone's got to pay the teachers on a monthly basis, the doctors, the nurses, the medical supply. And so that's why you got, uh, UCS started a student sponsorship program where for $25 per month, you can make a difference in one of these kids' lives to keep them in school and keep them healthy. So I hope you'll join me in supporting one or more of these kids. So go to the michaelblank.com forward slash Uganda. You can learn more about uh, the organization, my involvement, watch a, sh a short video, and then you can sponsor one of these kids. And our goal really is to find uh, sponsors for 20 kids uh, this month when you're watching, listening to this right now. I hope you'll consider it. So you sponsor a child for $25 a month, and you can actually build a relationship with them. So you can write letters. It's done online via portal. Uh, they then print out the letter, uh, go bring it to the child. The child writes back. They scan it back. And so you can have a dialogue with a, with a child over there. Now, here's what I'm doing to kind of sweeten the pot for you a little bit. I'm, I'm sure I don't need to do anything uh, for you to consider. But if you do, we have these cool freedom shirts. And now I don't have one with me as I'm recording this thing. But it's a, it's a black shirt that says freedom uh, on it. And so anyone who sponsors a child will get one of these amazing uh, black freedom shirts shipped to them directly. And then you'll also be entered into a drawing to receive a free copy of our flagship online course. We talked about the ultimate guide to buying apartment buildings. That's worth $2,000. So that'll be a winner for that. Now, here's the thing. If you're able and you're able to sponsor 10 students per month, that's $250 per month. Then you uh, and you keep that up. You'll also get a, a one-hour one-on-one consultation with me, one per quarter, for as long as you sustain that level of commitment and support for UCSS. And if you don't want to write letters to ten kids, that's fine. You can adopt one kid and just uh, make your donation amount two hundred fifty dollars per month, and then you'll get a one-hour consultation with me for as long as you're supporting UCSS. It'd be great to have you on board at that level. So again, the more students you sponsor, the more chances you have to win. And remember, it's only twenty-five dollars per month and that's $300 a year and with that you can make an amazing difference in these children's lives so go to the michaelblank.com uganda and do that right now while it's still fresh in your mind and uh, i want to thank you in advance for your support of this fantastic organization all right, that's about to have a uh, haul, you guys, for, for now. So I left you with some reflections on 2020, some highlights that we've had and lessons learned. And I looked into my crystal ball for you guys for 2021. So I hope you can find things to be grateful for. And I'm certainly grateful for you listening and watching this stuff. I appreciate all of you so much. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Blanc. For more free podcasts, articles and videos go to themichaelblanc.com there you can also download the free ebook the secret to raising money to buy your first apartment building till next time